0: Let's turn to the book of 2 Kings again this evening, 2 Kings chapter number 2, 2 Kings chapter number 2, and we were in this text this morning, and we looked at a double portion and what it means uh, to have a double portion, and Elisha asking uh, for a double portion, and if you were not in the service this morning, I would encourage you as soon as that message is posted uh, for you to go and listen to it. It wouldn't hurt us all to listen to it again to remind us of why it's important. Remind us of what is available to us. Uh, How foolish is it for Christians to have the power of God available and not try and have it, not try and seek it, not try and do more for Him. And so I would encourage you to uh, uh, listen to that uh, message again. And now tonight we're going to uh, preach from the same passage, and I'm going to be a little more uh, practical in the application this evening, and certainly I want to emphasize how important it is. Um, We live in a very critical hour, very critical hour, and uh, I'm not not talking about politically, I'm talking about spiritually. We live in a, a very critical hour. If we as God's people will take care of the spiritual, everything else will take care of itself. And uh, I just believe that uh, God is not dead. I believe that God still wants to bless homes. Uh, I still believe that God wants to empower churches uh, to make a difference. And so uh, I want to uh, apply some things practically this evening to remind us of why it's so important uh, that we seek to have a double portion. And it's important for us to reach our goals this year. And I mentioned this, I think it was a Sunday school hour this morning, the goal of doubling our attendance. And we have a lot of people out today. Um, For sickness and still out of town, Uh, and uh, so we say, "Well, if we double, where are we going to put everybody? We'll we'll take care of that Uh, somehow, some way. uh, We'll 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 we'll, God will provide all of that." And I believe that's part of what uh, I think. If we just fill it up and say, "God, okay, now we got to have all these other things break through," I think God will come through. And I say, "Well, how are we going to do that, Pastor? You're going to be busy this year. I'm going to be busy this year, but so are you. And uh, you know, how how are we going to double if everybody just?" Adds one more person. That's a good goal for everybody to reach somebody, Uh, for somebody to to reach one family, Um, and so uh, this isn't going to be as hard as we think uh, it's going to be, but it is going to take some effort. It is going to take us to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. And tonight, I will look at Second Kings chapter number two and verse number nine. We spent time this morning going through the whole the whole story, and we'll reference some things this evening. But I'll just read verse nine this evening. We know the story by now, and Elijah is going to be taken to heaven, and Elisha is following him all the way to the end. Elijah has, got, has instructed him as the other sons of the prophets would just wait here. He says, no, I'm going all the way. We talked this morning about how if we're going to have a double portion, uh, you've got to be willing to step out of the crowd. Uh, you've got to be willing to be committed to go all of the way, and certainly we see Elisha was that way, and we see in verse number 9, and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. We looked at that this morning and how that was not a request of pride or even of ambition, but of humility. Elijah, I can't do what you've done, but I, so I need a double portion. Boy, would we desire to have a double portion of God's Spirit. This evening, I want to preach on why we must have a double portion. This morning, we were reminded that it's available. We can have it. We can have God's power in our life. We can have God's blessing on our homes and on our church and God can enable us to do beyond our ability. Tonight, I want to put a little bit of urgency on why it's not just a good January 1 sermon, but we must have. We must have it. I want us to know what's available, and we can have it, and the importance of having it, how to have it. We looked at all of that this morning, but tonight, the focus is on why we must have a double portion, Father, I pray that you would use your word, the spirit of God. May he work in our hearts and our lives this evening. Father, I pray that your will would be done. I pray that we would be reminded of the urgency of the hour, uh, the opportunity that lies ahead of us, the opportunity we have to influence. If it's just but one person, Father, I pray that we would realize what is available to us. May we seek to do greater things for you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We must have a double portion of God's spirit, of God's power. And saying that and tying into this morning, we must be willing to step out of the crowd. We must be willing to leave the status quo. We must be willing to say, okay, as the sons of the prophets, they went so far. These were not evil people. They just like to be with each other, and we're going to go this far, but there was one who said, I'm going to be willing to leave that crowd, make myself a little uncomfortable, and go a little further. We've got to, if we must have a double spirit, we must be willing to be committed to do what others will not do. Now, there are, there are dozens of churches in Jacksonville, Florida, and not all of them are willing to give up their Saturdays to go invite people to church. Not all of them are willing to have a Wednesday night Bible study. Now, all of them are willing to sacrifice and give. I'm not saying that to be critical. I'm just saying if we're going to make the difference that we say we want to make, it's easy to hashtag revival. But if we're going to have revival, we've got to be willing to get up in the wee hours of the morning and pray. If we want our families to honor God, we got to be willing to be committed to go all the way. I challenged just this morning. I'll challenge us again this evening. Every Christian, every head of household ought to announce to their, their, their home. We're going to be at every service every time the church doors are open. Uh, we're going to do everything that is expected and required of us to make a difference. we got to be willing. We must have it. It's an act of humility. It's an act that's available. Elisha went all the way, as you know, with Elijah. And as Elijah was caught up in that chariot, that mantle remained. And he picked up the mantle and he asked a question, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And amazingly, the power of God was available to him just as it was to Elijah. We must have a double portion. We must have it. I pray that God's people would get tired of average. This is an opportunity, a new year, to do greater things for the Lord, to do more for Him. I'm reminded, as we mentioned this morning, that Elisha's ask was not a temporal one, but an eternal one. It was not a material one. It was a spiritual one. We must have that same focus We must have a double portion. I'm going to be very practical in this application, but I want us to sense the urgency that we see as well in this chapter of why we must have a double portion. Number one, because of the sacrifice and the labor of the previous generation. Elijah was a faithful man of God. Elijah was a great man of God. Elijah, when you think Old Testament prophet, you think Elijah. We think the power of God, you think Elijah. When Elijah was greatly used of God, and you think of the sacrifice and the labor and the stand that that man was willing to take, and it was important for Elisha to have a double portion. Yes, I know, because God is worthy. We do everything because He's worthy of our life. He's worthy of our sacrifice. He's worthy of our inconvenience. He's worthy of us giving everything. But we need a revival of appreciation of those that have gone before us and told us of the power of God, showed us what the power of God can do, taught us through the Scriptures what could be done when somebody gives their life to God. There needs to be an appreciation of those that have gone before and those maybe we don't even know their name, but the generations of Christians who were faithful and faithful man to faithful man and passed down from generation to generation. And we have what we have today because of those that went before us. Practically speaking, in our own church, there's an older generation and many have already gone on to be with the Lord. These younger generation and you, you, you young people, don't ever get weary of your pastor saying, give your life to God. Give your life to God. You young adults, give your life to God. Why? Because there's an older generation that sacrificed so you could have opportunities that they did not have. You young couples, you rear your children according to the word of God. It's time for for, for a new generation to, to rise up and say, I'll make the sacrifice. I'll be dedicated. I'll put some things on hold because those that went before me deserve for it to continue on. The sacrifice and labor of the previous generation. deserve. We must have a double portion because of their labor. Let's look at this very practically tonight in our own country. Well, I, 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 like you, I'm certain like you, I certainly get weary of a a generation of entitled, non-appreciative, spoiled brats who have no concern about the blood that was shed by the previous generations on foreign soil. I, 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 I'm weary of how, you know, millionaire NBA players talk about the oppression in America as they tweet from their $30 million mansion how oppressed they are. I'm weary of that and how that, the previous generation, and we need to tear this down, and we need to tear that down, and we need to do, do... How about some appreciation for the sacrifice of what we have as Americans? Okay, we say amen to that, but there's a generation of spoiled Baptist kids who are raised by a mom and dad doing the best they can trying to give them things they did not have and they want to look at all of the flaws and they don't want to look at what they have. I say that there's a previous generation who sacrificed and labored. Well, don't you know they were just men? Wow. Wow. What a revelation. It's a reminder that God uses all men. Why must we have a double portion? Because the sacrifice and labor of the previous generation. We must. It's needed. But it was important for Elisha to come out from the crowd. It was important for Elisha to go all the way because of what Elijah had done. We, we don't know. I, I don't know what God's going to do in our nation. I don't know what God's going to do in our world. I know at some point, the trumpet's sounding. At some point, he's calling his home. And you think it's a mess now. They, 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 they haven't seen how bad it's going to be when God removes his children. And God pours out his wrath. But that faithful generation i don't know what god's going to do but maybe maybe our generation just hangs on to the truth for one more generation and passes it on to that next generation that generation coming behind shouldn't they have the truth they should but that generation that handed it to you and i somebody ought to say you know what I want to have a double portion because of those that have gone on before. Number two, why we must have a double portion. And and I want us to get the sense of urgency tonight. When I say we're having a a double, our, our, our theme for the year is a double portion. We're going to double. I'm not making a suggestion. I'm not taking a survey. This is what we need to do for the cause of Christ. This is what we ought to be doing as God's people. There's enough dead churches in this world. There's enough churches that are closing down and retreating. We must have a double portion. Number two, so miracles are not left undone. Elisha is going to go on and God's going to use him to perform many miracles. If he had not sought the double portion. If he was not willing to step out of the crowd, if he was not willing to be committed to go all the way and do things that others would not do, there's miracles that would have been left undone. There's a widow and a child... Who would have starved to death. Would have starved to death. There's a child whose life was taken, that God worked through the man of God to give his life back. Mom and dad would have grieved for the rest of their life if Elisha did not get a double portion say pastor you're you're being pretty dramatic no it's time we realize the importance of what our actions are and if it's true and it certainly is that miracles would have gone undone if Elisha had not sought for a double portion there there's a widow woman who would have starved to death and God would not have used that man in the power that he did. Those miracles would have gone undone. It is true in our, in, our, in our world today. There are little boys and girls who will die and go to hell. If we stay in the status quo. There's people we work with that will die and go to hell. If we don't seek the power of God in a greater way. There's a nation that our grandchildren will never know. They will never understand what was lost if somebody doesn't seek a double portion. There's miracles that will be left undone. We, as God's people, and I'm being very general tonight, we will look and say, God, why would you allow this? And and God, why don't you intercede in here? And I think God is just waiting for somebody to step out of the crowd, be committed to go all the way, and say, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And there's some miracles that could be done. If there's miracles left undone, it is not God's fault. If there's miracles that do not take place, if there's not a revival in our nation, it is not a reflection on a powerless God. It is a reflection on a people who have no desire to get a hold of God and get a hold of that power and seek his face. I Say, Pastor, we're too far gone to have a nationwide revival. Well, Why don't we have one here in Jacksonville? Why don't you have one in your home? Why don't you decide to have one on your street? It'd be okay if we prayed, Lord, would you save my neighbors? You know what would be even better? Lord, would you use me to win my neighbors to Christ? Pastor, you need to run a bus down my street. I got one even better for you. Why don't you invite them and bring them to church with you? We must... Have a double portion. So miracles are not left undone. Well, how sad. I don't know what it's all going to be revealed to us in eternity. What a story it would be if there was a way to know, and it would not be a pleasant time to know what could have been done. had we just taken 15 minutes of our daily schedule and talked to God? What could have been done if we had just made a priority in our life to tell others about salvation? What could have been done if we had decided that We're going to be a good steward with our finances and our time and our talent and what could God do? What could have been done? Friend, you and I, we have to be challenged tonight that in the year 2023, we don't leave anything undone. That we do what needs to be done. We must have. Oh, friend, I hope we understand the urgency. I know it's New Year's Day. I know it's New Year's Sunday. I know everybody, I think, is still in a festive mood. It's New Year. It's, It's all of these wonderful things. But, friend, we must see the urgency. There's miracles that God wants to do in this year. I'm talking about the kind of miracles that when you look at it, there's no other explanation, but it's just God. There's no other way to explain it, but God had to do that. And God had to do that miracle in that life, and God had to put that home together, and God had to raise that those that, 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 that people up, and God had to do it. If we don't have a double portion, there's going to be miracles left undone number 3 we must have a double portion because the status quo needs it the i used to be very neutral on the sons of the prophets thinking they missed out but i've i've been associated with that crowd for some time now find in verse number 3 the sons of the prophets they're introduced to us, and they keep coming to Elijah. You know he's leaving today, right? And he tells them to hold their peace. They went so far. These were not evil men. These were men who were involved in ministry. But they had the mindset that this is enough. We'll ride on Elijah's coattails. We can take selfies with Elijah. Now, I know they didn't have that back then, but they would have been trying to do it. We can hashtag sons of the prophets so that people know that we're, we're different. But Elisha stepped out of the crowd. He wasn't satisfied with the status quo. And friend, as I laid out this morning, I'm reminding us today, I'm not interested in attending a status quo church, much less pastoring one. This is not a status quo church. This is a church that always has, and we want to do everything we can do for the cause of Christ. It takes us being willing to make sacrifices that others aren't willing to make. It takes us being willing to have a focus that others aren't focused on. It takes us sometimes willing to be alone when others are together in their crowd, because we're not content with the status quo. We must have a double portion because the status quo needs it. After Elisha goes all the way with Elijah and says, would you allow a double portion of your spirit to be placed upon me? Elijah tells him, if you're there and you see me taken, it'll be done. We read this morning, I remind you very quickly, and then we'll read verse 14 and 15, that Elisha sees it, he takes up the mantle, and in verse 14, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. Elisha called on the same God Elijah had. And God did the same miracle that he had just done for Elijah. I imagine Elisha said, wow. I will imagine Elisha said to himself, the same God that was with Elijah is with me. But you know who else saw the water's part like they had just seen the water's part? those sons of the prophets who would only go to the water's edge, those sons of the prophets that stood afar off and were still associated, and they were still watching, and they were still part of the cause and a part of the conversation. They saw that Elisha had the same power and God do the same thing that he did through Elijah. And in verse 15, And when the sons of the prophets which were to view... At Jericho saw him, they said, maybe we were wrong about this guy. The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. They saw the same power. They didn't say, look, overnight, his personality changed, and now he's just like Elijah. I don't believe Elisha and Elijah, I, no, I have no evidence of this other than Reading of their ministry, I don't believe they had a similar personality. I believe they were completely different men. But when God worked through Elisha, just like He did through Elijah, they recognized that it was God. And the status quo needed to be reminded that God is not dead when Elijah's gone. And God is not dead when he takes a previous generation. And Elijah was not special in the fact that God will only use him, but God will use anybody who wants to be used. The status quo needs it. Our city used to be a hotbed of soul winning, revival type churches. It's not that today. It's not I'm not saying there's not other, there's not good churches. I don't know. This is the only one I attend. And if I live in Jacksonville, this is the only one you should attend, in my opinion. But the, let me tell you what God's people need, in my opinion. It needs for somebody to say, I want to go get the same power Elijah had. I want a double portion and I want to see, I want the Spirit of God to do and to work. And you know what will happen? The status quo will see that God is still working. The power of God is still available. You know what your family members need to go to that dead church or wherever it is. You know what they need? They need to see God do a miracle in your home. They, you know what those religious type who... Talk about, well, I'm just a Christ follower. I don't go to church. You know what they need to hear? They need to hear the difference that's being made for the cause of Christ through the Emmanuel Baptist Church. You know what they need to see in your life? They need to see evidence of a change. Evidence of the power of God and they need a little bit of time, and those babies are young now, and those unsaved love, uh, relatives come, and they love on them, and they, and, and they give all their opinions, and, and, and they, they have all of these thoughts, and they, they do not quite understand why you're so dedicated to the cause of Christ, why you're so dedicated to a church, but if you give us some time that little child will grow and will grow and grow and there'll be evidence of God doing a work in their life and time will tell uh, the difference that is made when God is involved in that the status quo needs it. it I wonder how many of them said, you know what I should have I should have gone when he went to. But they were reminded, and friend, if God will use us to be a catalyst, that's not bad. If God would use you to be a catalyst, boy, there's, there's people who I believe are generally saved. They're just away from the Lord. Or they just got weary in well-doing. It's not excusing it. It's not right. But you know, we understand how we can get that way. There's some, sadly, they, they were faithful. They live in this city. They live in our neighborhoods. They work with us. They were faithful for, for years and decades, and their church died. So in their mind, it's all dead. It's all, it's all over because Fox News total. There's no, there's no sense in even going on. In, every church is the same way. Sadly, most are. But there needs to be one that will say, we'll be the catalyst. And we'll be willing to step out and be a little bit different. And and we'll we'll be willing to stand by ourselves. And we're going to go all the way and have the double portion and say, God, we can't do what that church of Jerusalem can do. We can't even do what the churches of the previous generations can do. That's why we need a double portion from you. That's why we need what, what you would give to us. We need more than you even gave them so that we can do it in this day we live in. And if God will use us to be a catalyst for somebody else to say it can still be done in 2023, then let us be the catalyst. If God will use you to be a catalyst at your workplace or in your family, why don't we say, I got to have a double portion because the status quo needs it. Status quo makes no difference. For generations it's a status quo. Number four, and finally, we must have a double portion because the work requires it. We are reaping the last 20, 30 years of I'll call I'll use the word ministry. In the flesh, in our own power. Everybody's got an answer. Just go on Facebook. Everybody's got an opinion. You do not have to ask for it. The day we live in. Everybody, and just, and just, you know, we we have a Bible college here, and I know most of our, some of our students are not here tonight because of the break, and some are asleep tonight. I understand that. We have young people, and we're a ministry-minded thing. But you know, you know, it's just we, you know, you're 22, and you've had the ink on your diploma hadn't dried from your Bible college, and you got an opinion. You might want to get the power of God and put a greater priority on that than your opinion. I don't know who needed that, but. We must have a double portion because what it is that I believe that God would have this church to accomplish, there's no other way. There's no other way. I'm sure that over the last 10 years, I have thrown some things out at you that you've said, what in the world is he talking about? How in the world Well, nobody ever accuse him of dreaming small? I will present to you what I believe God has put in the heart of this pastor for us as a church. But all you got to do is listen to the vision once in a while and think of the ministries and the opportunities and the expansion of our, our, our Christian education, the the, the missions endeavors that we want to do, and the churches in Africa, and, 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 and the Spanish Nations, and the aviation ministry, and now the, 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 the Amanda Ranch, and, and there's others that I'll not say that, and all these things and say, How in, I wish pastor would calm down. There's no way we're going to build all those buildings. There's no way we're going to do all of that. That is the point. Right. Right. Only God can do it. That's why we must have a double portion. Mom and dad, listen to me. It's true in any day, but especially in 2023, you cannot rear your children without a double portion for them to reach their full potential for Christ. Can't do it. Why I'm going to take you up on that challenge. You'll regret that. You have to have his wisdom. You have to have his power. I can tell you, and all my kids—they're uh, are, are, not all out of out of the house—and I'm disappointed by that. But they're not all out of the house yet. And and uh, they're they're in, through. I can think of the time with all my children, and have conversation with all of them. And, and there's 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 something going on in their life, and something I'm trying to give them direction as their as their father's like. I don't even know what to tell them. And I walk in, and amazingly, the spirit of God just puts something on my mind, and I give the most eloquent. Speech and advice that you'd ever heard. And I leave and they're not thinking this, but in my mind, I, it helps me to think. They're thinking, dad is so wise. And I walk out and I say, I have no idea where that came from. And I couldn't even repeat it with a gun to my head. There's some things that can only come from God. He brings a verse of scripture to mind exactly when you need it. None of us understand how God has protected us from this world. You must have a double portion because the work of rearing your children demands it. You must have it. it. This is not an option in this day we live in. Mom, you've got to get up and pray. Dad, you've got to stop throughout your day and pray. You've got to open God's word. Yeah, your kids need to be in Sunday school, but so do you because you need more instruction from God to do what it is that God has placed upon your responsibility. And we, we don't believe this, but just as a reminder, it's not the government's job to raise your children. But it's not the pastor's job either. The pastor's the shepherd. I, I, I ain't claiming your children. God gave them to you. It's your responsibility. You're the perfect one to do it. You, but you need a double portion. If we're going to reach our world, we're going to reach our city, we're going to reach our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, our relatives, we have to have a double portion. Because it requires it. The country we live in, the government we have, is not friendly to God. The powers that be. And by the way, political parties may think they're in control. They're not. They're puppets. And the prince of the power of the air. He knows his time's short. And We have people who are not friendly to God. They hate him. They don't believe in him, but they, they certainly hate him. I'm still trying to reconcile that in my mind. We have to have a double portion. We have to, because the work requires it. Friend, let's not be people that shrink away from the challenge because it requires more of us. But may we be willing to step out of the crowd and say, I'm committed to do things others will not do. Because when I cross the Jordan River with Elijah, one day Elijah's not there. Need to have confidence that the God of Elijah is my God too. His power can be accessed from me. The day is going to come in the life of everybody where your spiritual, and I'll use the word mentor, is not going to be there with you. But you've got to be willing along the way to say, I want. What he's got. But Elijah, I'm going to need a double portion. I'm going to need a double portion of your spirit so that I can do what it is that God would have me do. Friend, we must have a double spirit. We must have it. As we saw this morning, what a wonderful thought that God's power is available. The same God of Elijah is my God. He's your God. The same power that, that was available to them is available to us. The same the power you read of those generations ago before is the revivals that took place and, and the great stories. And if you've never read the biography of George Mueller or Hudson Taylor, let me encourage you to do that. You see the obvious power of God. Well, I just believe my Bible when God tells me he's not a respecter of persons. He'll save anybody that wants to be saved. And he'll empower anybody that wants to be empowered. We say this as Christians and generally speaking, and it's true. It's like, well, God, God, bless blessing. Why not us? Because it's status, status quo doesn't work. I'm not interested in being part of the status quo Baptist church. I don't want my home to be a status quo home. As I mentioned this morning, it doesn't take much to be better than this world. Just get dressed before you go to the store, and you're there. Does it take much? Oh, let's not settle for average. Listen, listen to me very, very carefully, and, and we'll we'll go to invitation in you know an hour or so. But really, be very pointed with you today, and I want us all to be challenged. Maybe you didn't grow up in a Christian home, a godly home, and you wish you did. Don't have your kids wish for the same thing when they were adults. Why don't you determine that you are going to be spiritually minded? A double portion. We saw in the Sunday school lesson this morning how a godly mother... We think, talk of Moses and all his leadership. Before there was ever a Moses, there was a there was a mom who just trusted God and said, "God, I have no choice. I'm putting my child in your hands, and the only way he's going to survive is if you preserve him." How many stories could be told? Why, why don't men? This has always been a men's, men, a man's church meaning that men are supposed to lead. And leadership is not being the boss. Leadership is saying, I'll set the standard of having a walk with God. I'll set the standard of having a prayer life. I'll set the standard of godliness and holiness. I'll set the standard. You know, we we give, you know, The the, the order of the home is the attention as it ought to be. But a lot of times, the, 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 the ladies are left without leadership. Men ought to be setting the standard. Set the standard. But you're going to need a double portion. Before the Christmas break, I met with the pastoral staff and I set some goals for them. They're going to need a double portion. Sunday school teachers, you're going to need a double portion. Mom and dad, you need a double portion. Don't you think Christ's return is imminent? I do. I don't understand the mentality today. He's coming back. It's lining up. Let's do less for him. He's coming back. You can see it. Let's cancel Sunday night. I mean, there's simple scripture that tells you the opposite of that. He, he's coming back. Let, let's, let's, let's just throw, throw, throw all of our separation out and let's, let's change everything. He's coming back. No, he's coming back. So we need to work harder and make more sacrifices and be willing to say, I've got to have a double portion. Because one day, I don't want it to be about miracles that were left undone. How sad. For somebody to live in the shadow of our church and never know that God was here. How sad for children to grow up in a Christian home and never know and see that God answers prayer. Oh, let's be challenged today. We must, we must have a double portion. Father, I pray tonight that you would... Use your word.